0: Welcome to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast. I take the sting out of divorce. This is your host, Emily Sanchez. Hello, my people. How are you? I hope, of course, you are doing well. I am doing well. I have one week until I deliver my fifth and final baby. Yay! (laughs) Yay to not being pregnant anymore. That will be good. Yay to having another member of the family. It's going to be very, very interesting. But I'm excited. I'm excited for my other kids to have a new baby in the home. They're a little bit older now and they can realize and know fully the experience of having a new baby in the house. So we're all getting pretty excited. Now, my last podcast was what I learned from Brooke Castillo. And I thought I would just segue into another podcast. I came across just a real quick training from her about how to solve any problem in a relationship. She calls it a relationship fix. And she gives these four steps. I, you know, it's interesting because every time I hear... Brooke Castillo speak, I'm touched because I feel like it's already the voice in my mind. Does that make sense when you can relate to someone? Because it feels like you. So I I hope that you guys get as much out of this as I have. And so there's just some quick steps. They are simple, but they're not easy. But it's interesting, you know, when when things are simple, you can see them, it's just a matter of doing them. Sometimes they're just not easy to do, but they can be simple, (laughs) there's a difference. So for any relationship, and when I first came across this training, like most people, I thought, well, the relationship you're in romantically, um, it doesn't have to fit that mold. It can go with anybody. And, of course, what I do is I coach people going through divorce or after divorce. And much of my coaching has to do with co-parenting, existing, you know, with this ex-husband or ex-wife who may trigger these feelings, who may trigger thoughts and emotions. And at first, it can be quite the whirlwind. But when we try to change that relationship into... Something different, you know, it used to be romantic, it used to be that loving relationship of trying to make a marriage work, now it's trying to make parenting work. And so, I still feel that these steps can help with that as well. So, give it some thought and give it a try because you're not going to like the first step, okay? (laughs) So, the first step is commit to love. Now, if you're newly divorced, you're thinking, commit to love. What? Yeah, I was committed to him, and I gave everything to him or her, and it was taken away from me, or, or whatever. You feel like you're at the short end of the stick. You've given everything you can give. Well, guess what? There's more. You can give more. And if you have children together, of course... That would probably be the only reason you're still maintaining that relationship. But you have kids together. And so you can commit to love them in a different way. We know that. Uh, This Christ-like love that we hear about, it (laughs) it can be developed. I promise you sometimes it takes time. But if you commit at least maybe to a first step of patience, it can grow into forgiveness. It can grow into love a different type of love that you have for your co-parent because you're raising some kids. It's pretty important. Now, of course, step one, committing to love. I thought, wow, you know, you really do have to commit to loving the person you're in a relationship with. Uh, Sometimes it's not that easy. A lot of people say, oh, I love him, but I'm mad at him right now. (laughs) But when you do this, you put aside the emotion of love to feel another emotion. You know, you're feeling something else like disappointment or anger or frustration. So Brooke Castillo just says, when I ask most people what they want to feel towards someone, they usually say love. But sometimes their actions reveal that they frequently choose to feel something other than love. So what she's suggesting is that you decide. Okay, so let's decide. Let's intentionally Regardless of what has happened in the past, you know, especially if this is a co-parent, an ex, to feel the emotion of love. How can you do that? (laughs) Especially if it's somebody that has hurt you. Well, you look at everything. You paint the best picture of them. You look at them with new eyes. You look at them for what they have given you, your experiences, uh, the time that you had together the children that are half of his DNA. And you can experience that emotion of love. Because when you choose to love, you will feel the emotion of love. So you can't transport your love to someone else. It's you that's feeling the love. So you are serving yourself by loving. You feel it in return. And it's a choice. You can choose it no matter how someone else is behaving. For a lot of people, this step alone is enough because love is all that matters. It's always a good choice. And again, you do the loving for yourself, not for the other person, especially, you know, if you're in that co-parenting situation and you're trying super hard to love and you feel like, well, he doesn't deserve to feel that love. No, this is for you. Love is an emotion you experience. Love cannot jump out of your body and into another person's body. So you choose love so that you can feel love. And it's always available. Ah, isn't that great? So step one, commit to love. Okay, step two, this is huge. Give up the need to be right. Oh my goodness, in any type of situation. Needing to be right is what ruins relationships. When we have tension after a divorce, we still feel the need to tug and push and demand. And sometimes it's like, for the dumbest reasons, it's just to be right. Now, Brooke Castillo says that we fight for our opinion because that's how our human brain believes that our survival is made. So our human brain believes that our survival depends on us being right, that it's human nature. Well, we're no longer running from the saber-toothed cat, folks, you know? So we're not fighting to survive, but our brains still feel like we're fighting for this. So it does not depend on fighting for the sake of being right anymore. (laughs) And a lot of people are so committed to making the other person wrong that it complicates everything. So we've got to break down our barriers, break down the walls of being right, so that we can let that tension go. That's all it is, the tension. When you're trying and fighting to be right all the time, your way is better, no, we've got to do it this way, the kids like this. I know the kids better than you do. You know, all those things. It's just adding tension to the relationship. So allow them to have opinions. Allow them to give their opinion to you. And even if you feel like it's totally wrong. See, now I'm not suggesting that you commit to always being wrong. (laughs) You just need to commit to not have to be right all the time and to respect the other parents' decisions and opinions. In that type of situation now in a relationship like boyfriend girlfriend husband wife whatever this is so <laughs> crucial to making things work when you just let go and be like you know what does that matter i had a a lady say is this going to matter you ask yourself is this going to matter in 50 years the answer is almost 100 percent no and then she says is this going to matter in five years or whatever, is this going to matter in a week? Is this going to matter in a day? Now, sometimes it does matter like in a week, a month, but it's interesting to do that. Just try to catch yourself and say, Is this going to matter in 50 years? and then back yourself up to, Does this even matter tomorrow? and a lot of times it doesn't, and you can just let it go. Oh, it's such a freeing feeling to let that go. So, again. The minute you give up being right is the minute you release the tension right out that's gripping your relationship. And there's no benefit really to even being right. It doesn't make you a better person. It doesn't give you more confidence. It's not helpful. And it is just not necessary. So number two, give up the need to be right. Okay, we're halfway through here. Step three, Oh, and I've said this many times. i said this on uh, an entire podcast about it. Stop trying to control the other person. Okay, just stop. (laughs) So many people are innocently, actually, they don't even realize they're doing it. They're trying to control someone else's behavior. You want them to be kinder to you. You want them to say nice things. You want them to be on time you know, to pick the kids up. You want them to call you right back. You want them to text you right back. The truth is, adults get to behave however they want. And the perce- the perception that you control other people by getting mad at them, okay, and causing them to change. So this is very, very passive aggressive. You know, you're mad. And they're like, what's wrong? You know, and, and they know that they were late or whatever. And you're trying to manipulate them. It just causes so many problems in any type of relationship and it's interesting because the benefit is for you when you stop being mad imagine the freedom that comes with it but also so when you successfully control someone else they may be doing what you want but they're not doing it because they want to instead they just don't want to deal with your wrath or the consequences of not acting how you want. So, what should you do? You simply let the person you're in a relationship with behave however they want. Now, some people think, well, I'm letting him walk all over me. I'm I'm, I'm letting him just get away with anything. No, you can still have boundaries. It's on you to let go of the small things and work on yourself and not get offended by people acting other than how you want them to. So, and trying to control someone with your own expectations for how they should behave is setting yourself up for a failed relationship. Get rid of expectations, turn them into appreciation. So instead, when someone acts in a way that you don't like, choose to control yourself. So she gives some examples. She says, you still set these boundaries. So she says, if I agree to meet somebody And they don't show up when they're supposed to. I just leave. But I don't get mad. I don't try to control the situation. I just leave. And she also said, so if someone is rude to me, I might say something like, you know, I don't really want to experience this right now. So I'm going to take a break from it. So you can still set those boundaries. But choose not to let it bother you. Move on. And so when when people are acting how they want, You don't need to interpret their behavior as you're allowing them to walk all over you or whatever. You can simply set the boundaries on your own behavior and decide what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. But this decision doesn't need to come from anger because remember, you are committed to love (laughs) like step one. So again, step number three, stop trying to control the other person. Let them be. Let them go. Step number four. I have also talked about this in uh, my past podcasts. Take 100% responsibility. And you might not think this is fair. You're right. It's not fair. (laughs) But being fair won't fix anything, it won't fix your relationship. So if you want to fix the relationship, the way to do it is to take 100% responsibility for yourself and how you feel so it's not i'm not saying that you take responsibility for the their behavior or how they feel i'm just suggesting that you take responsibility for how you feel and this can be hard with a lot of people i've seen so many people in relationships struggle with this but i'll tell you what it's always worth it when you take full responsibility for how you're feeling about a situation, you get all that power back and you can start to mend things. So, the result, if you go into a relationship taking full responsibility for how you feel, if you come from a place of love, if you let go of trying to control the other person, give up the need to be right, you're going to have a magical relationship. And, uh again, Brooke Castillo, she (laughs) has some really good scenarios. She said, so there's an example. Let's say your husband comes home late from work. You could easily get really mad, right? You could maintain your need to be right and say something like, you owe me an apology, you know, with your attitude. You could try to control your husband by saying that he can never be late again. You could blame him, but this would be opposite of taking that full responsibility. Also, you'd be victimizing yourself, you know, or trying to control him, blame him. That's all victimizing yourself. Here's something you could do instead. You could say, I noticed you came home at 5.30 today. You said you'd be home at 5.00 in the future. I'd really love it if you would come home at 5.00 when you commit to that, you know, and and here's the reason why. And again, your husband may or may not come home at (laughs) 5.00 from that point on in the future. But that's not the point. You cannot... Control him. All right. His coming home late didn't create the problem. It's how you feel about it that created your problem. And you trying to control him coming home created the problem. So the point, again, is to focus up on showing up with that love, that non-reactive energy. And and that is so, so crucial in a co-parenting relationship. So you can really... Improve your co-parenting relationship by choosing to express your expectations like calmly. This is how we communicate from love without demanding them. Because when we're disempowered in relationships, it's often because we blame other people for how we feel. So remember, your thoughts create your feelings. If your spouse has done something you don't like, it's your thoughts about what he has done that are causing you to feel the way you feel not what he actually did. Okay, I hope that these four steps can help you in any type of relationship. I really feel that they can, even in that co-parenting kind of stressful relationship. If we can try to just get ourselves out of ourselves, out of our mind, having to be right, we can commit to love, we can take responsibility, we can get along. We can, and it can be a great relationship. Alright, if you feel like you need any help with any of these steps, please reach out to me. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm good at. Okay, we can work together. So let me know. My email is sanchez at gmail.com. Okay, folks, make it a good one. Make it what you want. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. Come on over and visit me at CoachEmilySanchez.com. Don't forget to subscribe, and as always, make it a great day.